0: This is another episode of Main Corpse. I am your host, Matt. And I'm Kelsey. This is Kelsey. We have got a story for you that's going to turn the stomach. I do realize very quickly that I am outnumbered. Um, (laughs) I'm like, I might be one of the only men in true crime right now. Joe Bob does it. Joe Bob, uh, he's written a true crime book
1: oh, called really?
0: "Evidence of Love."
1: All right, so uh, that is supposedly we, pretty good. How do we get Joe Bob on what our podcast? Awesome. Uh, we
0: ask him. I think we honestly—that just hit me that we should get Joe Bob Briggs on our podcast. Good. No, I, we definitely could. to talk about his book. I'll get us a copy of the book. That uh, you, well, you can probably just get him on Kindle. They also made what a lifetime. They also made a lifetime movie recently mm-hmm. out of it. Really? Yeah. I believe it was recently, or they did a documentary about do it recently, film, like, and he was in it, yeah. It's amazing. All right, so welcome back to Main Corpse again. Um, <laughs> this is Matt. And I'm Kelsey. And today we also have um, the littlest creep in the room with us, which is Millie, and uh, the other creep, which is Brittany. She's more of a cretin Thank than you. a creep, but yeah. she's in here too, uh, because today... We are trying um, Winnie's.
1: Yes. And I'm so excited yeah, Brittany, about this. Brittany
0: has been preaching this place at me since her and her mom went and I got have. some toast. And she came back and. What? I'll be honest with you. And he hasn't uh, had it. I'll be honest with you. She she came back and she was like, Matt, there's this place that has toast. And I was like, um, hold on <laughs> a minute. And I just went in and made some toast. And I'm like, done. Here we go. It's and she was like, you don't understand. It's not the same so i ordered we had um, and salad too that day yeah you didn't care and toast uh it's so such good toast i i'm gonna try it i mean we have two pieces of it here so we did order quite a bit um i've got a belgian waffle with peanut butter and nutella and banana
1: Yes, and I also got a Belgium waffle for the two of us to try because it's their St. Patrick's Day special, yeah. and it's got Lucky Charms marshmallows, maybe marshmallow cream. Yeah. I don't really know. It looks delicious. I'm gonna so excited. We're going to figure that
0: out. We're going to figure that out here in just a minute. You also got a bowl. I figure we might as well mention it since it's sitting here.
1: Oh, yeah. So, the entire reason I started going to Winnie's is um, at the time they were the only place in the area that did smoothie bowls, and I got addicted to them in Richmond. Nice. Um they're so good, and I want you to try mine.
0: I... I've i never even heard of a, of a smoothie bowl. Wonderful. It looks great. So
1: it's basically what it sounds like. It's a smoothie in a bowl. It's a lot thicker, and um, you can put whatever <laughs> toppings you'd like to on it. Um, it's. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lily's filling it.
1: Mine is called Living on the Dark Side, and it's got activated charcoal in it, so it's black.
0: Okay. I'm so um, glad you got
1: that one. Isn't it great? Yeah, it's so it's cool. It
0: looks, it does look golf really cool. I've ever seen in we my life. We have got pictures of this bad boy to put up. Um,
1: yeah. I put honey and granola, almond butter, chia seeds, uh, cocoa nibs. I also did some strawberries and kiwi because I am a person that if you can add it, you should add it. Although I can't afford to add every single item.
0: Yeah, and I'll be honest. Uh, I you probably don't know this. I'm an I'm an almond and like walnut butter and like just a, pretty much a nut butter fanatic. And I go out of my way to get it too. So when you said that, I was like, "Oh, you're speaking my language." right
1: Yeah, now. I go so. um, out of my way to judge a place based on its almond butter, and they have the best almond butter.
0: We are very different people, you and I, on how <laughs> we judge a place. Because my go to is like if they have a burger, I'm like if you can screw up a burger, then I don't want anything else you make. So, Please try my wonderful smoothie bowl. I'm I'm going to. Uh, now I'm just going to tell you ahead of time. I'm a mildly allergic to kiwi. To kiwi, so stay away from Just, just mildly over there. allergic to it. So I'm going to okay. go over here and just kind of try. There's
1: kiwi right there. So. Yeah. Right under your spoon. Why don't you oh, try over here? Are you here? serious? It's okay, okay because right, there there's go. a bunch of almond butter right under that granola.
0: Now here's the thing: it's not going to kill me. It just makes my mouth feel prickly. So
1: okay, well, even if I
0: accidentally got a little bit. The mouth the stingies
1: of the do suck. Did you get any smoothie with that almond butter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think?
0: Oh my god. I know. <laughs> this is so wild. I know. <laughs> Millie
1: is staring at all of it like
0: she wants everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She wants all the things. She does. So let me... It looks like a bowl of Jello. It's um, not. Or a bowl of um, jelly. But it's not at all. It literally is a smoothie uh, that has delicious granola on top of it. And it's so good. Mm -hmm. This is so good.
1: I know. (laughs) So Michael didn't want to try Winnies and I finally got him to do it this week, which is why I was like, Hey, let's do Winnies because now that I've had you just it I've
0: had it this week and you're like, I gotta have it again.
1: I, I jones for it. It's so good.
0: I'm buying one of those the next time I go there. That's really good.
1: I'm so excited for you. They have yeah. four different kinds. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm biased. This one's it's black and I like that. Do you want to do Lucky Terms waffles? Yeah,
0: I think so. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna get awesome. into this because this is intriguing to me. So this All is right. literally a Belgian waffle. With a big dollop of some sort of cream in the middle of it, and it's got Lucky Charms. No, it's
1: buttercream, 100%. It is
0: buttercream. It sure is. Okay, it's buttercream, and it's got Lucky Charms on it, and she also poured... Um, syrup. Syrup on it, so this should be interesting.
1: It didn't need a ton more sugar. Oh my god. I went there. My favorite thing about their Belgian waffles is there's like little teeny tiny like sugar crystals throughout them, so they're kind of crunchy. Ooh. I know. I know, you'll die if you eat the whole thing. That Don't get me sweet. wrong. sweet. Like the
0: but it's delicious right it's amazing yeah the yeah. the actual waffle itself has maybe got the best texture of a belgian waffle i've ever had um it's very dense which made me nervous at first i'm not gonna lie um because I, I don't normally like a really dense waffle mm-hmm. i like a more airy light waffle this They're is more, more cakey it's like a cake it's like a cake waffle that has they've got some sort of crystal like <laughs> Crystalline sugar throughout the whole waffle. And when you bite it, it literally tastes crunchy. And, and it has such an, a unique texture. Uh, very, very, very interesting. Um, um, so sweet, it, will, it literally is making my jaws tingle. It's so sweet. I should have gotten a coffee for this.
1: Well, I did because I'm smart. I know. But here.
0: Okay, so this, this is, is the, is fancy the toast, toast that Brittany has been raving about. Since she had it, what is on this again?
1: Um, This has, it looks like cream cheese, fig, and walnuts. Okay. And I'm obsessed with it.
0: I'm going to try to find a bite that has all three in one. If
1: you like fold it in half yeah, like I did. I
0: think right here. Yeah. It's a perfect bite. So, all right. Let's do it. I'm gonna...
1: The tanginess of the cream cheese with that fig is so good. Do you hate it?
0: I don't hate it. <laughs> it ta- no, it, it's delicious. But. I can make that at home. <laughs> It's so good. It is really, really good. My grandma, when when I was growing up, she, every morning she would make toast and she would put butter. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, she would put jelly. And it literally has like the same type of vibe to mm-hmm. it. So I love it. I love it.
1: So if you're there or if you're like me and you're ordering at work and you need to just make that $12 minimum,
0: it's a good it's, it's a good ad. Perfect. Because it is cheap. It's not expensive. No. And that's that's what I'll say. At least it's not at least they know what it is. I mean it's a it's it's a really good piece of bread. Very good bread.
1: There's also a gluten free option, which I think
0: is super gotcha. cool. That's super cool. And it seems like the ingredients are really good. Um mm-hmm. and I, I think I would also like it fresher when it's so a little crisper. Because mm-hmm. I like nice crispy toast. So I think I'm gonna stop by there one day. And take Brittany and and your word for it, and try a piece fresh. And I think I'll be much more. Impressed. They also
1: have a really stellar avocado toast. If you want something to like be a little bit more acidic and cut through the sweetness of like a smoothie bowl, mm-hmm. I'm a sucker for cheese. So
0: is your child. She is freaking out over the little cheddar puffs. Well, Cheesy poofs. Yeah. yeah. I am not from California. I'm not a hippie, so I'm not sure if I'm putting the avocado on any toast, but I will. <laughs> You should most try
1: definitely try it if you okay. do like avocado.
0: I love avocado. We were literally all right, well talking about then Shut up, this you'll like whatever. it. So, All right. So now the one I ordered, which I have no idea how this is going to be. So again, Nutella, peanut butter, and but banana
1: mm-hmm. on
0: the same Belgian waffle. Kelsey does not like Nutella, apparently. I should have ordered something I thought she might like. That. No,
1: I, I ordered Kiwi and you're allergic, so here we are.
0: You had no idea.
1: I don't actually mind it with the peanut butter and banana added to it. I'm not one of those people that can, like, go to the grocery store and grab a um, container that's just Nutella and dip those, like, little, like, cookie stick things into it. Mm -hmm. It's just way too much for me. But I think the banana and the peanut butter cut really nicely through it and just make the chocolate really just really
0: great. It's really good. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. This is this is impressive. So today is uh, is a Matt episode. Today's my turn. So I have something that I've been trying to hold off on this one for a minute, because it's another one that I know a good bit about. But it's one that I don't know. I felt I felt like doing an episode where we kind of start to venture into the paranormal just a little bit. Yes. I I am not a big ghost guy. Sorry if that turns you off. Sorry if that turns anyone off.
1: No worries. I am. Yeah. So
0: we have we have a host who is, and a host who kind of is. I like ghost stories, so I kind of have one today. I also have one that involves a conspiracy theory. Yes. So we're going to dive into both of those things. While we talk about the story of the murder of Mamie Thurman. Have you ever heard of Mamie Thurman before?
1: I recognize that name.
0: Okay. So, let me ask you a a quick question. Growing up around here, did you guys have an urban legend that was local?
1: Yes and no. Not really. There were a lot of, like, basic, bullshitty, like, ghost stories. But nothing really specific to the area other than, like, the VA... The VA park under the bridge, there's supposed to be a ghost there.
0: Okay, gotcha. Mamie was our urban legend. She was our Bloody mirror. Okay. And I'm going to get into why. But when I was a kid, all the other kids used to tell the stories about Mamie Thurman's ghost. Um, Our parents would tell us stories about parking their car near the site where her body was found. And the car would drift backwards uphill and i've tested it and it does what and i've got yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about this it's all over youtube if you look up um the murder you'll find people demonstrating it actually doing it parking their car putting in neutral and from a side profile it looks as if the car is drifting backwards uphill and we'll get into why people started to do that this was the urban legend that i grew up with Mamie Thurman was my Bloody Mary so I grew up in um, southern West Virginia right along kind of close to the Kentucky border in uh, Logan West Virginia technically I was in a a little town called Stallings West Virginia which is kind of in between Blair where the Blair Mountain battle happened and Logan I was kind of situated right between both of those and growing up I always heard the stories of Mamie Thurman Um, I would always see updates of newspaper articles talking about Mamie Thurman, which is really odd because you're talking about a murder that happened um, in the 1930s. So very, very old murder. And I think you'll understand pretty soon why it permeated the culture of the place that I'm from. So let's talk a little bit about Mamie Thurman. So Mamie um, and her husband, Jack Thurman, um, moved to Logan from their hometown of Louisville, Kentucky, in nineteen twenty four Jack and Mamie rented a small two room apartment um, over a garage uh, over a garage sorry located in the backyard of Harry and Louise Robertson's home. Robertson worked uh, for the National Bank of Logan and served as treasurer for the Logan Public Library. His wife was the treasurer of the Logan Women's Club, and both were said to be active church members. Those two people will become very central in the story that we're about to tell. So to let you know why we're spending like an odd amount of time explaining who they were and what they did. um, Again, they will become central figures. Uh, Jack Thurman, um, the husband of Mamie Thurman, had worked as a Logan City patrolman uh, for 15 months prior to his wife's death. He landed his job due to the effort of Robertson. So the people whose backyard they basically lived in uh got him the job. So Robertson helped him get this job um and at this point Robertson was the president of the city commission. So he was pretty pretty a pretty bigwig in the you know in the political scene in in small town Logan, West Virginia. Um some people uh looking back said that Mamie on the surface had been a good wife, a saintly woman. And a faithful church worker um, at Nightbert Memorial. So, on the surface, Mamie was a picture of a church woman in the 1920s and 1930s. Uh, she always was, from my understanding, reading more into it. She was uh, her and her husband both were very um, devout Christians, which at that time in a southern city that is a big deal right the that mm-hmm. you are seen in church that you're always there that you're faithful that's still um, a thing and yeah that's
1: ridiculous
0: yeah it, it's becoming less of a thing and but and in, more, the south, oh, in the south it's very in it's it's super strong yeah
1: have you ever driven through the bible belt
0: oh yeah i i've yeah i spent yeah. Mo- i spent most of my summers going through you know north carolina georgia alabama stuff yeah. like that so you try this? yeah i've been there um yes i will try it is this just their plain coffee
1: uh, it's there. It's a lavender lo- uh, latte with oat milk.
0: Ooh, that is awesome. Yeah. Wow. I know the lavender really, really hits you. I didn't expect it to be quite that intense. It's good. So, again, um, everybody who knew Mamie, it was what it reminds me of when you go back and read the old articles right when it happened it was one of those who could do that like she was you know how you read it now oh they were such an active person they were the life of the party everybody loved them Mm -hmm. they didn't have any enemies well you find out pretty quick that Mamie had some enemies And this gets really, really interesting. This
1: nice church lady pissing off.
0: Yeah. So she (laughs) she went to Nybert Memorial, a prestigious church near the train tracks at the intersection of Cole and White Street in downtown Logan. Um, Others surely smirked as they murmured across the picket fences that the same lady um, was a married woman living fast and loose in a small town. So on the surface, everything looked really good. But she had an ongoing relationship with Harry Robertson, the oh. gentleman whose backyard she was living in and who had gotten her husband the the job that he had, as well as a dozen other powerful men in the county. So while going to church, while maintaining this faithful um, appearance, she was really bad at with... Hiding. At least, at least 17 men who were high-ranking officials in county politics. And I assume so, they were
1: all married.
0: I would assume so. Uh-huh. So by the time all uh-huh. of this came out, some of the men she was sleeping with were actually already dead. Oh. Which makes this kind of interesting. So in the midst of all this, um, rumors started to fly around about her before her death, right? She was starting to become from my understanding sort of a pariah people were starting to kind of see behind the curtain so to speak Mm -hmm. and they were starting to talk a little bit so at this point you can see that first of all if you're sleeping with 17 men who are probably married you've already got 17 enemies who could potentially (laughs) want you dead you've already got probably 17 spouses as well as children brothers sisters mothers Um, Who would all have a reason to Potentially want to hurt you This leads us to June 22nd of 1932 Mamie's Lifeless body was found Where it had been dumped on 22 Mountain Road Outside of Holden, West Virginia Um, At the time it was called Trace Mountain She had been savagely murdered Shot in the head twice Her neck was fractured Her face was disfigured and powder burned And her throat was cut ear to ear oh so she was horribly horribly murdered uh her face like i said disfigured shot two times in the head um she was found by garland davis who was a young deaf deaf mute boy who stumbled across her body while picking blackberries so he found her body on the morning of june 22nd 1932 and according to medical authorities at the time her death had resulted from her throat being slashed from ear to ear after which she was shot twice in the left side of the head so the coroner and other medical authorities looked at the body and determined that the throat being slashed from ear to ear was the initial cause of death and According to everything I'm reading, her face was then disfigured and she was shot two times in the side of the head and dumped in some blackberry bushes um, off of um, 22 Mountain Road, which, again, is right outside of Holden, West Virginia.
1: That sounds really personal.
0: It's very, very, yeah, very (laughs) personal. Yep. Found alongside the body were one shoe, a diamond engagement ring, a silver wedding band, which ruled out robbery as a motive for her death. The other shoe in her purse, which contained about $9, uh, from what I read, $8 in cash and then some change Mm totaling about $9, were also found. Um, They found her cigarettes and wristwatch, and those were actually found about 30 feet away the next day. So they found the body, and the next day they found some of her belongings about 30 feet away. They also found um, a paper with a license plate number written on it. Uh, The police began questioning neighbors and friends. Quickly, several names came up, leading to two suspects. That of Harry Robertson, and then um, his handyman, who boarded in the attic of the Robertson's home, who was a 29-year-old named Clarence Stevenson, who happened to be a black man. Oh, no. Yeah, you can already tell where this is going. (sighs) While the funeral was being held, and people were starting to... Talk around town. Robertson's house was searched by the police. And there was a depression on a basement wall. That was the size of a bullet. So they found that in the basement wall. Bloodstains were found on both the carpet and a razor. Bloodstains were also found on the seat and window of the Ford sedan owned by Robertson. So pretty quickly, they had their suspect and they had their evidence so again to kind of give you guys a timeline um her body was found on the morning of june 22nd 1932 and within just a few days from some basic questioning the police had narrowed it down to robertson um and his um live-in handyman slash hunting buddy they hunted a lot together and from what i understand very close friend um clarence stevenson who again and i'm not going to be pointing this out just to be pointing it out you know it's going somewhere uh was a black man okay they searched the house um presumably from what, everything i've read while the funeral was going on they searched his house and in the basement they found a depression along the wall Um, And they also found a hole that was the right size for a bullet hole. They found blood stains um, on a razor and they found blood in the car of, uh, of Robertson. So at around 830 in the evening of June 22nd, Harry Robertson and his handyman, Clarence Stevenson, were both arrested and taken to the Logan County Jail for questioning. Stevenson had never been married and lived in the attic of Robertson's home. He did a lot of different odd jobs for the family, but his main duty was to care for Mister Robertson's dogs. Um, Robertson was also known as a uh, he was known to be a, a a big sportsman, so I'm assuming they were hunting dogs. Yeah, because when I first read that, I was like, why would he need someone to just to take care of his dogs? But then when you think they were probably hunting dogs, he probably had a big kennel full of them. Yeah,
1: Have bear dogs, coonhounds,
0: exactly. Yeah. Could be a lot of different things. So Robertson admitted to the police. Um, that he had been having an intimate relationship with the deceased woman and told how he had arranged dates with with Miss uh, Thurman with the help of Stevenson. Um, He would tell his wife that he was going fox hunting and they would take their guns and drive off in Robertson's car. Stevenson would drive him to one of the rendezvous points that Miss Thurman knew well. So he admitted, yes, I was sleeping with her and my handyman who lives with me, Um, is taking me back and forth to these rendezvous points um, that she knows about. Um, Around July 29th, people started gathering around the Logan County Courthouse around 6 o'clock in the morning. Many Logan County citizens, um, some of who were associated with the suspect Harry Robertson, were serving on the grand jury. Robertson said Mamie gave him a list of 16 men with whom she had illicit affairs. He claimed the list... Uh, was given to him about a year before the murder uh, when they both worked at the Guyane Valley Bank. This is a quote from Mr. Robertson. One of the men is dead. Um, all except three live in the city of Logan and all are married but one. So there's your answer to that. All but one of the 17 men um, she is claimed to have been sleeping with were married. Now, here's the deal. the What we know about Mamie and... What we know about her life outside of her marriage comes from somebody who was a central figure and a suspect in her murder. It sounds an awful lot to me like he made it up Gotcha. to try to tarnish her reputation. Because again, you're talking about the small town South, right? Uh, Who, if you were... Stepping outside of your marriage or something like that. You you took an immediate hit to your credibility, to your character. And it was, especially if you were a woman, it was really hard to come back from that. So I'm assuming he had this inkling that if he said that, there would be a better chance that he could get away with what he had done. Makes sense. So I, I believe that, that he made it up. That's my theory on that. So he said, again, one of the men is dead. All except three live in the city of Logan, and all are married but one. That was his test. That was what he testified. The list of 16 men um, who were said to have had sexual relations with Mamie was never made public. We don't know who they were. We don't know what families they belong to. And if you know anything about the southern coal fields in about 1932, you know that coal barons ran everything. And if you weren't one of them, you were one of the unfortunate people who worked for them. (laughs) And they did not want to let go of power. So if any of those people were in fact having a relationship with her, it could have been very damaging and they likely, if it was real, kept that list to themselves um, because they, none of them wanted to get in trouble with these, these men. Yeah. Um, many claimed some of the men who were on the list were actually on the grand jury.
1: That makes sense. Uh-huh.
0: Robertson said he continued seeing Mamie, even though she refused to stop seeing the other men.
1: Why would she give him a list of men she was seeing?
0: That's why it does not sound legitimate to me.
1: Like, it yeah. doesn't make any sense. She's just like, yeah, you know what? I really appreciate the time we're having together. Just so you know, these 16 other dudes, also fun.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like... they're they're be- Here's a list of 16 other men, 11 of whom are much better than you. Uh that's
1: here here's my stack ranking.
0: <laughs> here's here's where you fall. He's like he's, he's like twelve. What the hell? Uh he's pissed. So then he kills her. So that's the conspiracy theory, by the way. She put a stack ranking together and he wasn't happy with where he fell.
1: Is it really? No, not at all. Okay. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, how amazing would that be? Uh,
0: it's it's not I wish. I, that's <laughs> what we should start. We should start our own urban legend that that's what happened with Mamie and him. It was uh I don't
1: want to get haunted.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mamie would probably love that though like you she think? sounds like she was a cool a cool girl man i'm not gonna lie all right she bet. sounds like someone i would have hung out with like a, just a party animal man like just you know
1: i mean you know me i go out every weekend sleep with 16 other people <laughs> you know, how, we, that aren't you know how all of us it's
0: are just... you know Oof. um <laughs> oh okay so robertson said The last time he saw Mamie was the day she was killed. He left his house shortly after that to take his children to a swimming pool in Stallings. By the way, Stallings is where I'm from. Mm -hmm. That's where I went to school. So, I mean, very... When I say close to this, I mean, like, I grew up within walking distance of where all of this happened. Okay. So, again, you can see how ingrained this whole story would have been in Mm -hmm. my childhood, right? So, you go down there and the people don't live on the mountains they live down in the valleys cuz the mm-hmm. mountains are towering and everywhere you walk it's all shadowy and long old coal roads and stuff like that it's a yeah. totally different more sinister type of atmosphere than it is up here that explains so, you as a person honestly yeah it really does and i love it i mean yeah. I, I i love it it's I such you a would. you know you know it's just the way i grew up so He he again left the house shortly after uh, he saw her to take his children to a swimming pool in Stallings. Later that evening, he said he went to the smokehouse to listen to a prize fight with his son and was home about nine o'clock. His wife later confirmed this statement. Magistrate, yeah, of course. Um, She's like, yeah, that's where the motherfucker was, asshole. You know, like you know, she was definitely going along with it, magistrate elba hatfield told the grand jury that all of the evidence was circumstantial but claimed it very damaging against both defendants because not only was stevenson or sorry robertson my bad i think i keep calling him stevenson i don't know have that in my head robertson not only was he being tried or not only was he going before the grand jury uh his live-in handyman was also going in front of the grand jury of course they were both considered um potential suspects so clarence stevenson was also brought before the grand jury so again elba hatfield told the grand jury that all of the evidence was circumstantial but claimed it very damaging against both defendants so robertson and um and clarence both uh for that reason he ruled that robertson and stevenson Um, should be held to answer... Oh, that's why I was saying Stevenson, because that's the other guy. Um, (laughs) I'm making myself confused now. Um, Should be held to answer any indictments returned by the grand jury. The jury ended after four days of inquiry on September 15th, and the following day, the Logan Banner headline stated, Harry Robertson not indicted. Oh, man. So, Harry Robertson, which was the... uh, the politician in town of course the rich man was not indicted The
1: rich probably white man yeah very white uh-huh
0: clarence stevenson however was indicted by the grand jury and would stand trial for the murder of mamie thurman right okay so yeah now now you see why i, I told you this would come into play according to the logan banner Witnesses at the trial accounted for every minute of Clarence Stevenson's time up until 11 o'clock on June 22nd when Miss Robertson said he went up to the attic bedroom. However, the jury was only out for 50 minutes before returning the guilty verdict with the recommendation of mercy, which carried a life sentence. Stevenson's attorney immediately entered a motion for a new trial. So even though during the trial, they were able to account for his whereabouts the entire day Um, with more witnesses than just the wife of Robertson. um, Clarence Stevenson was found guilty of murder, but was given the recommendation of mercy, so no death penalty, and was given instead a life sentence. On November 15th, from the Logan County branch of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or the NAACP, went across the county to raise the $600 needed for the appeal. Because you got to think, it's 1932. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of money, right? So they went around to uh, raise the needed money for the appeal. Fifty-six churches in Logan began taking donations. More than 3,000 people attended a mass meeting held at the Aracoma uh, High School with both whites and blacks attending. Despite all the efforts, the Supreme Court turned down Stevenson's appeal in 1933. So it... If you know Logan County, it's not a big county to have 3,000 people show up and 56 churches all throw money towards helping Clarence, you know that he must have honestly been beloved in in that county. I mean, you talk about people really coming together and and trying to do the right thing. Um I got to give it to my home county. In, in a time when racism was, I mean, not that it's not real now, obviously, but at a time when racism was just the norm mm-hmm. and we were still lynching people in this country, the fact that a Southern community came together with that type of strength to try to help one of their own um, get justice uh, is, is, is at least admirable. Where was
1: uh, the very charitable robertson <clears throat> while all of these other people were trying to help his handyman
0: uh probably enjoying his freedom because he got away with was murder. he
1: helping because
0: i i can find no evidence that he was helping weird none yep.
1: super weird he was yeah. so generous though
0: absolutely and yeah our supreme court it went to the supreme court and they turned down the appeal they turned it down even with all of the evidence that he was accounted for and that he mm-hmm. was home, it, it makes no sense, and it reeks of old boy Southern politics. One of their own did something, they tried to disgrace the victim, and then they found a scapegoat. And let's be honest, it was an easy scapegoat because it was a black man. It was an I bet easy the wife scapegoat, did it. possibly.
1: I bet the wife did it because possible. it would have been easier for her husband to get off with a jury than it would be yeah. for her.
0: Possibly. Possibly. So there's a little more to this one. I hate this. So let's <laughs> get into it. Stevenson was sent to Moundsville Prison on August 22nd, 1934. On June 11th of 1939, he was transferred to Huttonville Prison Farm where he died of stomach cancer on April 24th, 1942. He was buried on the prison farm in May of 1942, specifically May 2nd, um, almost 10 years after the death of Mamie Thurman. <clears throat> Norman Sloan, a Logan County resident who spent time in jail and prison with Stevenson, said, quote, he told me he was hired to take the body to 22 Mountain and that he didn't do anything to Mamie Thurman. He never did say who killed her, But he said he didn't do it. He told me that it was all about politics. So while in jail and speaking to another resident of Logan County, he admitted that he dumped the body. He admitted that he did take part in dumping the body. But he maintained his innocence that he did not kill Mamie Thurman. And he never did say um, who did.
1: Yeah, because... It's super weird that a black man hired by a white politician would totally not dump the body for that man that he's working for.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Oh, I'm so mad.
0: (laughs) So now let's talk conspiracy theory because this is weird. This is really, really strange. Mamie Thurman's official death certificate filed at the courthouse in Logan, West Virginia states that she was buried at Logan Memorial Park in McConnell, West Virginia. Other records show that her body was transported to Bradfordville, Kentucky. At this point, nobody can find her grave in either location. They cannot find where she's buried. It remains a mystery to this day just where she was buried and if the man that convicted in her death that was convicted in her death is actually the murderer. So the conspiracy theory is twofold, right? The, the first one is obvious that they scapegoated, Stevenson, that they use him as a scapegoat. That is clear. I
1: refuse to call that a conspiracy. That's fact.
0: The other conspiracy is that um, somebody who has to have been pretty high ranking in Logan politics, possibly the one who killed her, Robertson, um, had her body uh, destroyed, had her body destroyed so that the evidence could never be looked at again. So uh, if her body went missing, I mean, because you got to think how this was super, super high profile at the time. How can the body of a, of a high profile murder victim just go missing?
1: Why did they say that her body was transferred?
0: Yeah. Did they have a reason? Nope.
1: Exactly. Yeah. There's never a reason.
0: So I believe her body was probably destroyed, likely incinerated. uh, Because there's also another urban legend in Logan County that I absolutely believe because Logan County, if you don't know anything about it is Um, Logan County is a central point in the labor war in America Mm -hmm. that's where the Battle of Blair Mountain happened in 1921 Mm -hmm. where they claim so basically what happened is miners stole a train because they wanted to unionize the southern coal fields of Appalachia, go them Um, they stole the train and they met uh, their first resistance on Blair Mountain in the form of Don Chafin, who was the sheriff and his guns for hire, he was the sheriff of Logan County, and they had a they fought a bloody, bloody war. Uh, the largest insurrection on American soil since the Civil War was how big this was. When I was a kid, you could go to the top of Blair Mountain, and you could still find the foxholes that were dug along the peak, and you could dig down about a foot, and you could pull out handfuls of spin shells handfuls of spent shells it was like growing up near a world like a world war ii battlefield is what it was like and the coal companies to this day claim the battle wasn't that big and there was never they didn't even fire at each other um i can prove to you that they did but the reason i bring this up is they claim at the last time i looked it was they claimed around a dozen casualties but the miners who were there claim hundreds of casualties and I know for a fact that at the time Don Chaffin had control of giant blast furnaces in Logan County. And the rumor is that they burned up those bodies in those blast furnaces so that no one could find them. And I talked to people when I was younger who were children when that battle was happening in 1921. And one of them told me, and I've got a recording of it because I recorded everything when I talked to him because I was, I'm a huge history buff, and she said, and I'll quote her, and I'll try to find that tape so we can listen to it, that dump trucks full of bodies came off that mountain. Really? Yes. So Logan has a lot of history. Blair Mountain specifically has a lot of paranormal activity around it. And has there's a whole there's a history of bodies being dumped there. So lots of murders have happened there. A giant battle was fought there. So Logan is a very um, deep and dark southern county, uh, and and it's uh, it's got some some wild roots and a lot of urban legends. And Mamie just fits right in there. Um, just fits right there in the middle of it all. So now let's get to the paranormal part. cuz I promised you we would talk about that.
1: That's all so I wanted. Let's, let's go. get
0: to the urban legends around Mamie Thurman. So, if you're not disgusted already, which you should be. Let's get to the uh the ghost story because this gets uh, this gets pretty interesting. Let me find my resources here because uh, there we go all right so 22 mine road in logan county west virginia technically it's in the city of uh, holden which is right outside of the uh the capital of logan county which is logan so there are a couple different things people claim that obviously mamie's ghost haunts the mountain road called 22 mine road where her body was dumped in 1932 um She is said to have been seen at the top of the mountain walking along the roadway, but that isn't all. Legends in the area state that if you park your car at the bottom of 22 Mine Road and place your car in neutral, it will roll uphill. I have personally been there, I have parked my car and put it in neutral, and I have experienced this. It does happen. There are YouTube videos all over the place showing it. However, what is unclear, and to me it's relatively clear, is that it's more of an optical illusion. Um, kind of a mysterious phenomenon where the road looks like it's going uphill, but there's likely a dip somewhere on the pavement that's causing it to go back. I don't think anyone's ever scientifically examined it, but the urban legend is you park there and your car rolls backwards uphill. It does definitely look that way, but there are things like that that have happened on, on roads before. So... I'm not going to... uh, So
1: what we're saying is there are lots of haunted roads.
0: There's lots of them. Tons of them. So (laughs) what we can't account for, though, scientifically, is obviously people claiming to have seen her hitchhiking before. And listen, these stories were coming out. I heard people who have claimed to have seen it. And there would be a, something that would stand out a lot, which is she would be dressed in 1920s, 1930s clothing, right? So she would definitely look out of place, especially by modern eyes.
1: So is she a woman in white?
0: That's exactly where this is going. Oh, I'm yes. so excited. They they claim she is a woman in white. They claim that if you pick her up, she will only stay in your car until the end of of that road. At which point, the story that I've personally been told by someone who claims to have experienced it is he stopped his car and looked over and she was no longer in the car. And he looked in his rearview mirror and she was standing there watching him. That's what I hear. People also claim that if you dust the back of your car with baby powder and then stop where your car rolls backwards uphill, you can find handprints on your car. Never tried that one before. On the
1: back of your car?
0: Front of the car, probably. Front,
1: okay. Either way,
0: I'd have to reread what they claim. <laughs> um, I never heard anyone claim that one to me, but other people have claimed that. But I've also heard that before about a railroad crossing in Texas where mm-hmm. a bus full of school children got hit by a train.
1: Yeah, there's and, a bunch of little yeah, kids. Yeah, a bunch of
0: little kids' handprints on it. I think that's probably where that one comes from. I'm going to call mm-hmm. BS on that one, probably. Well,
1: it doesn't make any sense because yeah. why would she push your car backwards? <clears throat> yeah, what the
0: hell does she want to push my car for? Come on, Mamie. Um, so, yeah, this is... So, here's my... Here's what I'm going to say. I think that we should make our very first official road trip. Main court road trip yes. to Logan, West Virginia and Holden 22. And we should spend the day taking pictures and parking our car in neutral and seeing if we can get it to roll backwards uphill.
1: Okay, but you got to use yours. The transmission and mine isn't built for that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, we'll do. Um, we can definitely make that happen. Yes. So, yeah, this is an area that I know really, really well. I think it would make a a fun uh, little video for our, uh, for our viewers. I think we should definitely do it. It's a let's three-hour go. drive. I say let's pick a weekend this summer and let's go do it. And Great. we'll do a part two to Mamie Thurman where we do something from Logan County. We can even visit the courthouse where everything went down. Um, all that stuff, and uh, yeah, see how we feel about it after that.
1: All right, awesome. And I just want to give a quick shout out because we <laughs> forgot to last week. We have a hundred followers on Facebook and yeah. I'm so excited about that. Yeah.
0: We had a huge jump on Twitter too. So Twitter community. Thank you. Uh, we yep. got added to a couple podcast lists. So we, we love you guys too. got shared by
1: podcasts. Yeah.
0: And we are, uh, we jumped from 20 followers on there, which is all we had up to like almost, I think we're at 40 right now. So we're moving pretty good in just a couple of weeks. So give us some more love on there. Talk to us. Uh, there was one gentleman who uh, who found uh, our podcast? I think thanks to Hello Vietnam, uh, which you know. Thank you again, go. Hello Vietnam, and all the positive comments. Keep them coming. Any negative comments? Just be nice about it. We we take constructive criticism. So at least I don't. Know, I do. I mean, I
1: do. I don't take Karen's very well. I do that at work yeah, exactly. every day.
0: <laughs> so um, I will say this too. I found so I have an article about the haunting of. Um, 22 mine Road in Holden that actually has a video of the the author's uh, Jeep moving backwards uphill so I will share that as well when we post the we episode, should
1: definitely do um, that
0: I will get that to Brittany and we'll make sure it gets put up and it'll be on Twitter and Facebook and everywhere else um, so that you can do that and super quick shout out to the gentleman who wrote this article um, his website is West Virginia haunts and legendscom um, and I don't I think i see his name on here so if he hears this and wants to um
1: i wonder if he's got a know. facebook we could tag
0: yeah we probably should because uh that's that's his uh, little kind of article about it so yeah I, I grew up with those urban legends I, again she was my bloody mary she was my woman in white she was all of that stuff for me growing up and now, when i moved up here i realized man i came from a really really weird place it's
1: so cool though (laughs)
0: like i come from a place that's just drenched in bloody history it's pretty awesome so logan west Virginia i have another murder from logan that i'm going to save for probably season two of this podcast like down the road a little bit because i've got a little more research i need to do on this one it's a little more modern and it hits way closer to home for me but i've got one all right i'm gonna do so that's all i have so i think we're done for today
1: this was fun we should yeah. do more paranormal stuff
0: yeah uh so i will um kinda, let's take ghost
1: trips you let's know go. start
0: to do that i'll start to do a little more of that because even though again i take a much more scientific approach than most of my uh most of my friends and family to the phenomenon of ghosts uh, it still interests the hell out of me
1: it's not necessarily untrue <laughs> i know it could be true, and it's just science we don't understand we yet. Don't get
0: it. That's, that's always been my that's argument. That's all I want. That's always been my argument. That's why I'm not uh, a jerk about it. I, I still enjoy the stories. I like getting creeped out. Yeah. Because there's another one, and I'll throw this one out there, too. There's another story from where I grew up. So I grew up in Stallings, West Virginia, but a little bit further down the road in a little community called Sunbeam, which used to be a coal camp. Um, if okay. you know, if you know anything about the history of coal mining, coal companies used to make you live in coal camps.
1: Right. And they had their own currency and everything. Yeah. And, that's script how they called paid script.
0: Yeah, and we used to find it everywhere. I've got whole books really? full of it. I can bring it and show you. Cool. Um, so my grandma actually lived in one of those coal houses until it had to be torn down. And we had to put a trailer on the piece of land that she lived on because it just got so it was like falling in. Uh, so down, so in Stallings, there's a little hollow that cuts through the mountain called Ethel Hollow. Mm-hmm. And people used to tell stories, including my dad. My dad told me this story. And I, I, if you know my dad, he's not one to just make up stuff. So this one always stuck with me. He told me a story that because his friends used to have horse stables at the end of Ethel Hollow. So he would go up there at night and he would feed the horses and he would come back home. So one night he had to walk up there like his car wouldn't make it up the road. So he had Mm -hmm. to walk the, the whole road, which is about a mile up in the middle of the night. On his way back down, he claims that he started he started seeing it in the distance accompanied with a weird noise. And it was a giant ball of fire that was basically rolling down the road towards him. And he tells the story that he basically ran for his life and the ball of fire just disappeared.
1: Oh, what is that called? There is, there's a name for that.
0: Yeah. I have tried to look it up a couple times. There's, there have also been stories of again, a, a, a ghostly woman who wears white, um, in at the mouth of Ethel hollow. So while we're there, maybe we can go check that out too. And not yes. get shot. Um, Let's, you got to avoid getting shot.
1: I don't know; it'd make pretty good press. Yeah,
0: it's Logan, West Virginia, man. You can get shot there if you go to the right place. I also know where there's a snake handling church that the last check still did it. So
1: what? Yeah, yeah. I love this.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Why
1: aren't Why don't we just live there now?
0: I know. I I would gladly live there. Um, again, it's still like it's one of those places that always feels like home, no matter how far away I am from it. So we will definitely make a a, a day road trip, maybe two days, and go to some weird places. I love um, it. Because there's some weird stuff there. All right. So remember, you can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and most other spots where you can find great podcasts. We are also, and I swear to God, I'm going to add this to the list. We are also on Anchor FM. Is that what it's called? iHeartRadio. iHeartRadio. We're also on Anchor. I already said that, didn't I? You sure did. Shoot. I didn't cuss didn't one time. Swear at all in this whole today. Episode, I've been paying attention. And I just stopped myself from doing it.
1: My God. So, so good.
0: <laughs> I Heart iHeartRadio is the other one we're on. And again, I'm going to keep saying this because it's so cool. The little uh, Facebook post that you can just click play.
1: Yeah. That's, so find that's us on really there.
0: handy. Yeah. It's super nice. All right, guys. Stay creepy. I um, mean, let us know if you like the more uh, paranormal bit because with most murders comes a paranormal story and we can start adding those in a little bit more if you like it I like it we should just Kelsey's voting yes <laughs> if you agree let us know stay creepy guys thanks for listening